What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Wednesday, July 8th, 2015. You guys listening to episode 216. I have a special guest uh, on this episode. A lot of cool stuff to talk about. Saw a movie. I hope everybody had a great 4th of July um, weekend, and uh, I'll get into my guest in a couple of minutes. So uh, sit back. I'm doing this one... um, on location here from my hotel room in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I will be headlining the Funny Bone here and um, working with uh, with my buddy who is also my guest. So I'll get into that in a second. Uh, let me just uh, obviously get into the plugs and the sponsors of the Verzi Effect. As you know, of course, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today, uh, awesome, awesome comedians, and uh, Dave Gavry, funny up-and-coming comedian in uh, Chicago, runs the gonzofame.com website he has for years, and it's just got great, um, you know, great interviews with some of the best comedians out there, so check it out, uh, it's a great website, and he's uh, actually working on uh, updating it and doing a bunch of stuff with it, so gonzofame.com. Also, uh, new to the program is uh, Brookings Mediation. Uh, go to Brookings Mediation for any any kind of um, just bankruptcy, debt settlement questions you have, divorce. Uh, John Burton, who's been uh, doing this for 27 years at Brookings Mediation, uh, will sit down with you. He's not a lawyer. Uh, they don't give legal advice. What they do is they just settle things for people much quicker cheaper and easier than going the legal route and they give uh, opportunities and options that people do not even know that they have uh, okay his first telephone consultation is always free and you could call that number one eight seven seven four one five seven 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 zero okay that's eight seven seven four one five seven 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 zero and um, he will talk to you on the phone no matter where you are in the country people go through divorce Debt settlements. If you have a bunch of debt you don't know what to do with, give John a call. They could talk to you uh, about options and uh, working that out. Again, bankruptcy, divorce, all of that. So go to Brookings Mediation. You don't have to deal with uh, lawyers and going to court all the time and getting stuff put off. Uh, They will help you sit down and uh, act as a mutual party for for both parties involved. Uh, So check that out. And you can go to brookingsmediation.com. Verzi Effect Podcast, as you know, is on All Things Comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com. Follow them um, uh, at All Things Comedy on Twitter. Uh, they are the best in the business as far as really just working with the artists and having the best podcasts out there. And it's a pleasure and honor to be a part of All Things Comedy. They're doing big things out there and they're helping people out. Uh, my guest today is somebody that I'm working with here. Um, in um, Virginia Beach at the Funny Bone. He's been on the program before. He is a uh, very funny up-and-coming comedian himself, and he is also the host of the Mundane Festival podcast. Chris Lambert, thank you for being here, my man. Paul, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Yes, um, we uh, just did a podcast together before. We had a great time. We're going to do the same thing here. Uh, How have you been, and what have you been up to since you've been on the uh, program, so to speak, the last time? What's going on in in, what's going on in Chris Lambert's world? I know we worked together last night, and we just had some California Pizza Kitchen. See little CPK. But uh, how how you doing otherwise? I don't know, Paul. Cause now we got bad blood. 
<laughs> I got the Taylor Swift in the head, right? I got that song stuck in my head, man. Taylor Swift is just everywhere. Yeah. She's everywhere and everything is a hit. It's crazy. She's the shit and people need to start recognizing it. I'm sorry, that's that's it. I would dude, I would love just how great would it be if we just fucking meet just me and you just were at like <laughs> tenth row in a Taylor Smith yeah. like now we got bads. Like, hot, just man. like some bitches. Just yeah. <laughs> Me and you were like sitting at a diner afterwards. Like, what do you think of her outfit between sets? I, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, like their first costume change better than her third. But I felt like I know what she was uh, going for. That's hilarious. For her set list, but uh, so I've been good, man. Yeah. I just uh, the last time I was on, uh, I, that was right before I headlined at Caroline's. Uh, so that was I did my breakout show. It went really well. Good, good. Uh, that I got to start. I did my Gotham Comedy Live set first time yeah, on TV. Yeah. And then now, like I'm just starting to do the road a little more. I got a manager, and uh, things are looking up for so me. That's good, man. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got doing more road. You got your first TV spot. Yeah. You got a manager. Yeah. Things could be worse. That's right, man. I got a PlayStation 4. Nice. So I'm killing this nice. shit. Knowing you, you've probably seen every movie that's out. We um, actually saw a movie last night and we're going to talk about yes, that. We did. We'll yeah. talk about that. Um, we'll talk about that after. Sure. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, and Chris had to unfortunately leave early, but um, I decided, here, here's what happened. We had planned, my wife and I had planned for a 4th of July, we planned for a 4th of July party. Now, it was mainly me and Giannis, uh, for you guys that don't know, very funny comedian Giannis Pappas. Giannis and I were like, hey man, what if I just have some comedians? And we kind of lay low. Yeah. You know, it was just like maybe 10 comedians and we go big though, as far as food, you know, drinks, we'll yeah. get some fireworks, maybe do karaoke, do all this. What ends up happening is my wife tells me, well, you know, my mother-in-law is going to be alone. I don't want her to be alone. She's having a procedure done, so she's not going to be in best of shape, so I can't leave her alone. So then I'm like, all right, well then, you know, what about my family? And then we were like, okay, what about the neighbors? Okay, what about this? What about that? And then it came out to like, you know what? Fuck it. We can't just have... Yeah. We can't narrow it down to a few people. Let's just invite neighbors. I'll invite the comedian friends that want to come. Uh, Chris came up, uh, and I got to tell you, it was an amazing time, except one thing happened, which which I'll get into in a second. But um, my comedian friends showed up. We were grilling the burgers. We were grilling the dogs. We had um, a basketball hoop put up. We had a little bit of a dunk contest, which I'm not going to uh, lie. I, yeah, we had a dunk contest, and Steve Martin, Steve Martin – Younger up in, y- yeah, younger younger yeah. comedian, he said he did a 360, and his fuck he never really even jumped. He just did this lazy spin around <laughs> and then dunked. I threw an alley oop to myself, double handed reversed it, and I think everybody agreed that I won. I won the dunk contest. And nobody videotaped this. Uh, Keenan Weaver, who was also at the party, yes, he I think he posted something on Facebook and said nobody. We had, there was this epic slam dunk contest. <laughs> nobody recorded it. Nobody took pictures or anything. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that like another time where we actually lowered the rim to where you know people could dunk. But everybody who was involved was kind of athletic, so it was like. But I, I took it. I definitely yeah. took it, and I didn't. And it was there was no favorite. Were you sore the next day? No, you know, you know what? I wasn't sore the next. Actually, you know, my back was a little. <laughs> my back, my back was a little like there was no stretching. It was just macho guys dunking okay. around and stuff. Um, but I feel bad for how the the basketball hoop came about. 
we bought it at Dick's Sporting Goods, and it's a nice one. You know, it costs it, it, it costs a significant amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of like the plexi backboard sure. and yeah. all that, real rim, all that goes to ten feet, adjustable, and um, it's set on the directions. It takes two hours, at least two hours. Yeah. So Giannis and Vladimir Kamano, another funny comment, were like, yo, it'll take us like 20 minutes. So I walk out there, and Giannis is just putting the net in the rent, in the hoop. That's all he's yeah. doing. And long story short, it took Vladimir, my stepfather, and like two other guys maybe four hours to get this thing yeah, done. And were. it like dominated their party for them, and I felt bad. But fuck it, before it got dark, it was up. Yeah, it was. <laughs> right, right before I left, it was up. Yeah, yeah. You, le- you left. So, um... I'm trying to think. So when you were there, the burgers came out, the dogs, yeah. everybody was having a good time. Yeah. We, we were drinking. Um, you were having a good time, right? Yeah, it was a good time. I was. I always have a good time talking to your family, the yeah. comics. Yeah, so my mom showed up, my stepdad showed yeah. up, my siblings showed up. Everybody was there. Um, and we're just, we're just enjoying the day. And Giannis and I went to the supermarket, you know, the calm before the storm. We went to the supermarket to pick up ice or to pick up just a few things we needed for the party that you need to buy that day, day of, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I live, for the people that don't know, I live two miles away from the border of Connecticut. So my shopping is all done in Connecticut. My stores and our restaurants are in Connecticut. Are even they better though, up there in Connecticut? Um, you know, they're definitely, I could tell they're a little snootier. Okay. You know, there's a little cunty aspect to some people. Yeah. Some people are very nice, but they definitely have that, like, stick your nose up a little bit. Some some people. Um, great restaurants out there, great stores. And we're just there, and we're shopping, and uh, fireworks are legal. Year-round, you can buy fireworks in a supermarket in Connecticut. Year wow. Year-round. Okay. Like big ones. Like ones that, like, not just like bottle rockets and shit, like stuff that go up and pop. So my, my idea is I'm going to have this party. And then I'm going to set it off at 9 o'clock and I'm going to fucking blow shit up and I'm going to have my own little Macy's Day thing in the backyard and make people go, oh shit. So I'm filling the shopping cart up, right? And I mean, Chris, I'm talking big ones. Like ones that that go up in the air and the huge like circular explosions like colors. I'm buying that shit. And some guy goes like this to me. Some guy from Connecticut sees me and Giannis, looks in my cart and goes, man... I'm coming to your party today with all that stuff you're buying. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. And I go, and it's crazy that it's legal, right? And the guy goes, yeah, of course it's legal. It's Connecticut. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm on the border in New York. And he goes, oh, well, you know, I don't know about that. You, you might not want to, yeah. you know, get in trouble or start a fire. So I start thinking. And Giannis is like, dude, man, we can't get in trouble. Just put him back. Just put him back. And now I'm like, I don't know what to do, man. And I'm like, I, I put him back and I'm like, I'll decide later. I'll go out later. I find out that one of the guests at my party, my little brother's friend, brings a box of, of like, fireworks. They weren't the biggest ones, but they seemed like they were okay. So we're like, oh, we'll just do that. Since it's little, it won't be big. We'll right. do that. So we, we, we all sit around this bonfire. That's why I wish you stayed. My, we made a bonfire after the dunk contest and everybody. Everybody's sitting around this bonfire. And my wife comes out, big sticks fucking huge marshmallows the size of like baseballs at the end she comes out with graham crackers and whole bars of hershey chocolate and making these homemade s'mores with this fire and everybody's sitting around i got like 15 people sitting around this fire and starts getting dark and we start hearing fireworks go off so we get our little fireworks which these little fucking dinky like fountains nothing flew up 
Yeah. It was just like these little things that like kind of spark, like just like they kind of spark up and then like they crackle. It was driving me nuts. And all of a sudden, I see my neighbor start lighting up some epic shit. And I'm just looking and like everybody, and we had like this anticlimactic, awful thing. And I'm like, I can't believe it. And then somebody goes, Paul, you know that the law passed and you're allowed to have fireworks at your own home oh, as of June 1st this year. Wow. And now I'm really pissed. And to add insult to injury, my six-year-old son goes, Dad, you blew it. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> and I, I swear to God, I swear to God, it was painful. <clears throat> it was fucking the worst thing. And I go, what? And he goes, Dad, you blew it. And he's like looking in the neighbor's yard for fireworks. Oh, I'm so God. pissed off. Because Giannis told me to put him back. The guy spooked me, yeah. saying that I got neighbors. I don't want to set fucking trees on fire. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it puts you know you know I've only been up there a couple of years. Yeah, the yeah. neighbors. I'm I don't know if I'm in that status there, to just start lighting up the sky. Yeah. You know, so I feel like I'm being now. Next thing you know, my neighbors blowing them off. My son's disappointed. We have these little rinky dink, anticlimactic fireworks. But oh, I made man. a vow. I made a vow. Okay. And this is what I said. You know, I said next year. I don't give a fuck if they drag me out of my yard in handcuffs. I'm getting cinder blocks. I'm putting up platforms. And I am getting maybe $500 to $1,000 worth of fireworks. And I'm putting on a display that, in the likes of which my neighborhood has never seen. And I'm going and I'm going to watch my son's face and everybody's face there. And, and we are going to set the sky on fire next year. So it was an amazing party, an amazing time. But the fireworks thing really did fuck me up. And made me feel bad. That's gotta hurt. Man. And, and how, how bad did that hurt when he said that? I mean, he like the cool thing about it was he was he was half joking, but at the same time, like he was just like, "Dad, we should have the bigger shit." And then I kept saying to my wife, "Let me just go to the supermarket. I'll just go get. I'll just go get him. Let me just go get him." She's like, "No, next year," because everybody didn't care that much. But like, yeah. I knew what it would have been if we would have like done it like yeah. like really dope. And uh, so so that's it. But then here's here's another thing that was epic. Everybody thinks the party's winding down, but everybody wanted to stay, and I could tell people were still hungry. My wife and I plan for when we have a party, we plan for three parties as far as food. Mm -hmm. So at 10 o'clock at night, she had a hidden, she made this gigantic tub of homemade sausage and peppers. Oh, those are the And best, then she yeah. came out with the rolls, and she came out with everything, and people were just in the kitchen making these things like they could not believe, you know, what was going on. And then the dessert buffet. Jesus Christ. There was a there was a homemade blueberry pie where the crust was incredible. She made it? Somebody brought it. Okay. My little sister came with this big, like glass deep dish like of all the, there was all like this no, there was all this fruit and strawberries yeah, and I saw pudding. That. Yeah. There was a strawberry shortcake there. She made that, right? There was cookies. Yeah. There was a apple strudel. There was a there was a crumb coffee cake. It was like the, the display that was there was just like, Giannis walked by because it's like a fucking Roman buffet. Yeah. Like you could have, it, it got insane. And uh, then my neighbors came over, my neighbor who works for DreamWorks, he yeah. does like the animation. Yeah. They came at like 1030. So we started drinking. Um, but I got to tell you, I did something. Chris, I did something. If you ever get married, if you ever get a girl and you ever live at a place and you do a party where there's a lot of things that need to be cleaned up. This is what I did, everybody, and I got to tell you something. I didn't do. I, I truly did it out of. I, I wanted to do it. I didn't do it because I wanted to get anything from it, and and it was just a, a love that I have for my wife that I just I just had to do this. But 
it was the coolest thing, and it, it was it was awesome. And uh, I'm not trying to be corny, cliche. This is what I did. So I start getting tired, right? I smoked a little weed, you know. I smoked a little weed. I yeah. drank. I was getting tired, right? So like one thirty in the morning, two o'clock, things start winding down. Everybody leaves my house at two. See, that's the. I'm kind of glad that I stayed. Didn't stay, because right. if I would have had all that food and drink, I would have had to sleep. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't. Have, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I know it was a lot. It was a lot. So two o'clock, everybody leaves, and I'm just really winding down. All I wanted to do, we, you know, we got the new big TV. It's awesome. Yeah. We got the Netflix. It's got the smart TVs. I just wanted to go downstairs, throw something on, maybe watch a doc. You know, I love doing stuff like that. Yeah. And I looked around, right, and I just saw how dirty the table outside was. Then I looked inside and I saw dirty plates and bottles. Then I looked in my backyard where the fireworks we were shooting off, the boxes were out there. There was drinks next to the fire. I'm looking around my house and even before people left, like, you sure you don't want help, man? It's going to be a big project. There's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of cleaning. And I go, no, no, man, just go. And I don't know what happened to me, but I was like, my wife went so crazy and helped me so much with this party. I mean, I grilled and did that, but she did so much. And I was like, fuck it. I'm cleaning. So I grabbed garbage bags, and from 2 o'clock in the morning to 3.30 in the morning, I cleaned the fucking house. I cleaned it. The, the bottles were away. The garbage was away. I cleaned out the backyard. She woke up to almost having to do nothing, like maybe 10% of what we would have had to do. She had to do, maybe. Giannis woke up and was like, oh, my God, I feel like everything's done. And I got to tell you, it was the fucking coolest thing to give that back to my wife. Yeah. And she and, and it was really like she was so appreciative of it. And I didn't do it because I was trying to fucking get in her good graces. I didn't do it because we were fighting. I just yeah. genuinely was like, you know what? Like, how dare I party the way I just did? And do a, and, and my wife worked that hard and did it out of the kindness of her heart. And it was just such an easy next day for her. And uh, I recommend no matter how fucked up you get, if you're drinking, you're smoking, if somebody's there and your partner's there doing it. And this is real, man. This is real talk. Do that. Take that step and help and really do it. And uh, I did it, and it was amazing, and it felt good. It felt good for me. It felt good for me, Chris. My, my, my eyes are welling up now. Nah, oh, you fuck out of here. All right, so um, I'm just saying that that's... It's great. It's awesome. That's what you got to do. Yeah, you That's what you got to do, you know. Um, now, I want to get into some unacceptables here. Chris is going to bring us his unacceptable, and then we're going to get to your guys' unacceptable. Then we will talk a little sports. We'll talk a little free agency. Sure. We'll talk a little Ted 2, which we All saw right. Ted 2 last night. We'll uh, we'll do some plugs. And, uh, you know, and this is going to be a, a good Versi Effect 216. And I hope everybody did have a good 4th of July. I heard that Jason Pierre-Paul did not. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That one guy, that that, that one Disney character guy, he, he, died. he died. What role did he play? He played Gaston. Which one is that? It's like some... I, like, is it like a B it's, shittier... He's like, I don't know. He was just like Gaston might have been like... Was he like a prince? I think, or a, okay. I think he was like a prince or something like that. And he put a, apparently put a firework on his head. I guess he wanted it to blow up a off bunch. of his head. Yeah. And, you know, and that's terrible. The guy passed away. Fucking brutal. Jason Bier Paul almost lost his hand and three fingers. Mm. They said his fingers need. He got all these burns on his palm and fingers, so they're probably gonna have to do skin grafts. They rescinded his contract too, I think. Yeah, he did, he was supposed to sign a, a forty-eight or sixty million dollar contract, and the Giants said no um, because the guy's almost blew off his fucking hand. Such a oh my god! I mean, so look, dumb. like like here's the thing: like when we lit the fireworks in the backyard, 
like like such pussies. As soon as we lit the fuse, you run away. We ran away like we ran away like this shit was gonna blow up a building, and yeah. it was it, it didn't even go up in the air, Chris. I mean, we had fountain shit. We had little stuff that just yeah. like to come out, and then all of a sudden, yeah. and it's done. Right. And we were we were sprinting back. <laughs> Like it was a fucking, and these people are putting it on their heads, and these people are probably, you know, the people that want to hold the Roman candles, yeah. or like do all that shit, and it's like, this is fireworks, it's called yeah. fire, right. you know what I mean, and uh, it's sad when you it's hear sad. that, man, it's it sad, sad when you hear that shit, dude. Yeah, kind of funny, too. Did you? you think of a Disney song that, I'm That's sorry. fucked I'm, up. I'm an asshole. That's fucked I'm up. I'm sorry. Um, here is my unacceptable for the week. My unacceptable is, the other day I was driving, okay? And I drive my son to camp. And when I'm done dropping him off, you kind of got to go around and down a hill. And it's a dirt road and gravel and rocks. And you're going through the woods for a good almost 10 minutes to get to the bottom. But you're supposed to go, you could go like 20, 30. This fucking person, for some reason, and I don't know if they were doing it to fuck with me or if they were that concerned with their car. Which wasn't a Maserati, by the way. It was a fucking car. It was a normal car. Mm-hmm. Chris, they were going five miles an hour to the point where I, I was like, you ever, you ever get stuck behind somebody and like oh, yeah. you're, you're waiting for it to end? But like they wouldn't, it never ended and I needed to be somewhere. I needed to get back somewhere. And I just, it was driving me so fucking nuts that I wanted to get out and run past them and smack their hood yeah. and go, go. Yeah. Fucking go! It was the most unexpected five miles an hour when you could be doing twenty, and that's a big difference. It is, and it's and and they were and their brake lights were on the whole fucking time, and it was just like I had to like take a deep breath and just go. And usually, you know, the car the car unacceptables are easy because it happens all the time at road yeah. rage, but not this wasn't traffic. This like kind of could have been avoided. It brings out the worst in you. The drive when people drive horribly. That it, like you said, it's the easiest thing to get pissed off. At. I get I, that's the only time that I truly get racist. I do too. Like I get racist, but I don't. I said it's like when I drive and and it's bad, I don't get racist maliciously. I just angrily state what the people are. I do that when I have somebody driving, riding with me. Yeah, I have someone that rides with me during the work, and they cut us off or they do something. Shitty. Yeah, I was like what color was that guy? No, what, what see me, I just it? state angrily what they are. You so I'll Asian. drive by and I'll be like, Chinese motherfucker. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it just, it just, I don't have anything against Chinese. Right. You know what I With mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it just drove, but this person was going super, super slow and it was driving me, like, it, it, it weared on my patience. It tested me as a, as a, as a good man. Yeah. <laughs> it tested, it just drove me nuts. It was really unacceptable. They could have easily went five more miles an hour to at least have some distance. At least get some distance where I don't feel I don't like feeling like you're either behind me or or you're in front of me when there's not when it's not necessary as far as the law and the speed limit. Yeah. I don't it like drives that, me yeah. fucking crazy. So that's my unacceptable. This person that needed to get fucking I don't know, it was the mega bus two weeks ago. Now it's this person. I don't know. <laughs> I'm driving eight hours in Virginia. Yeah. You know, so uh, Lord knows I'm just trying to be safe out here. But uh, that the, the, that was the unacceptable that I had for the week. I just saw it, and I, I didn't even put any un- unacceptables in my head. I said that. The way this person is driving, that's it. Oh, here's one thing that happened real quick, and I'll let you get into yours. Mm-hmm. A cyclist. There's not shoulders. Oh, God, dude. There's, there's not, yeah. and, and where I live, you asked me about how the people are about. in Ridgefield. Yeah. There's, a, there's no shoulder for the cyclist. So this guy, I went, this guy wanted to cross, and I didn't let him. I went. 
And he just looked and he like put his hand up and his arm up to me. And it felt so fucking satisfying to just not let this asshole get get his right of way. Yeah. You know, but uh, no, but the car going five miles an hour when you could have been going more was my, my unacceptable because they held me up and it just went on for so long. What is the Chris Lambert unacceptable for the week? Mine is grandstanding on the internet. That means like when you... When you take a, when you, it's almost like a, having a straw man argument where you take a stance that's so easy to get behind okay. that it just makes it so ridiculous. Like yeah. so, the Cosby thing, he admitted it. They had the, uh, yes, the, he the, did. The, the ten years ago that he bought the Quaaludes and all that shit. He's a fucking rape. He's a rapist. It's a horrible thing. It's bad, bad Bill Cosby. Bad. Never look at you the same again. Sure. Great talent. It's it's heartbreaking and sad what he did to those women. Right. We get it. Yeah. And now people are going on the internet and, and they're like, see, see what what happens when, when yeah. you believe this guy, when you believe what happened? Like, can you, can you understand what's happening here? <laughs> like, I mean, now are you, now do you get it? Now right. that you get it, that I'm a better person than you? Because right. I feel so, oh, so, this way. Oh, so you're saying you're unacceptable as the people that kind of throw it in your face and say, I told you, yeah. you people were trying to stand behind him, yeah. and he's a, he is a piece of shit. What do you yeah. say now? It's like even if you say, like, oh, my God, that this like uh, this uh, singer-songwriter, Jill Scott, uh, Cosby was her mentor. She's a super talented singer, actress, and all that stuff. Cosby was apparently her, her mentor at one point. And uh, she said, I don't know. Let's let's wait till this evidence comes out. Yeah. And she and then when it finally came out yesterday, she's like, Wow, I was wrong. This is horrible. This is disgusting. Right. And now they're know, like, Fuck you, Jill Scott. When you love somebody. Yeah. When you love somebody and somebody's done good for you, and and I'm not gonna mention names here, but I know comedians who I've talked to, and I said, Hey man, did you hear about that guy who's a thief? Or hey, did you hear about that guy that's a fucking that's that you know take goes into comedy clubs and steals people's material, and I find out when I ask that guy that they're friends, the guy who's friends just goes, "Ah hey, man, the guy was good to me. I don't know what to tell you," and doesn't doesn't really know what to say. Right. Because when somebody's good to you and you love somebody and somebody has helped you, you know, and somebody's mentored you, it's like it's like how does you how does a serial killer's mother feel? Right. Or how does somebody that, you know what I mean, like has a good family and you find out that your son is a bad drug dealer. The mother is going to be like, oh my God, that's my baby. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's hard. So this chick, Jill Scott, was mentored and was really helped and probably got money because of Bill Cosby. Maybe. Yeah. And, 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 well, I mean, ultimately, yeah, ultimately yeah, yeah. might have gotten money. So for her to hear that this father figure is this serial rapist giving women medicine or giving women these fucking quaaludes to knock them out, it's hard to hear that shit. Right. So now what they're doing is they're getting mad. But, like, we live in a time right now where, you know, uh, Amy Schumer. Right. Okay, who's, who's in our profession. I've done, sh you know, done shows with Amy in the city. Uh, First time I went on stage at the Stress Factor, she gave me a guest spot. Yeah, yeah. And, and Amy is now apologized, I heard. She apologized for a joke she did two years ago. Yeah. Okay, but since she's not blowing up then, and she's right. not doing what she's, you know, movies not coming out, right? Or or a show is not on the line, or something you can take from her. That's what it is. There's something right. you can take from her, mm -hmm. and and what happens is these people, these fucking vultures. That's what they are. Yeah. The, these vultures and these leeches. Wait, I'm sorry. These vultures and these leeches. Wait, and then all of a sudden, oh, we could take that from you. Right. That's just what they did to Tracy Morgan. He was on Thirty Rock. 
He said something about his son. If his son came out gay or something like that, guy ended up going to fucking Tennessee and and and, and apologizing, because and he got pressure from NBC. Amy Schumer's got a lot of stuff right now. This is not. This is a time. But this is two years ago. Right. This is two fucking years ago, and these people are trying to go in, and it's almost like they go in with a fine tooth comb, and they're like, "Oh, what did she do last year? What happened here? Oh, he said something." I'll tell you right now. If I ever got on a show and they went back and listened to the Versi effect, they fucking try to take it from me. Yeah. Or whatever. And and it's th- these are unfortunately the times that we live in. Um, it's not the same thing, you know, as what's going on with your unacceptable. I don't mean to stop. No, it's just sim- It's exact. It's to me, it's it's very similar. I mean, it's just it's just people. They see you reaching some type of success, and they want to knock you down. The same thing happened to Trevor Noah. Yes, that's exactly right. The same thing happened to Trevor Noah, where Trevor Noah got a yeah, and that's scary. It's almost mm-hmm. like the, it's almost like there's an FBI and a CIA of bloggers and people for for like success, like cruising success. Yeah, you know, like let's find out who's getting what. What did he say? You know, what did this guy say? Oh, well, look. So Trevor Noah gets the Daily Show and finds out he's a, they, they come out and they say he's a thief. He's a joke thief. Well, Russell Peters actually said that too, though. So, uh-huh. you know, that wasn't a blogger. But, um, you know, I think, and we were talking about earlier, social media is allowing, and this is what I said, and most of these people are non-talented. Right. Social media is allowing non-talented people that wish they can do what we do. Me and you were going to go on stage tonight in Virginia Beach at a funny bone. Right. Probably have a great fucking time. Yep. Grab a drink afterwards. Talk about our craft that we love so much. The job that we're doing that we love so much. And there's somebody out there that admires it and can't do it. So what they're going to do is they're going to find people that, 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 that will get to a point and they're going to fucking knock them down. Right. And that, that is, at least before social media, haters had, it, had to hate in in uh, they had to write letters. They had to spend time, and now they could just say fuck or the, you. Or they had to hate. Or they had to but, hate to your face. Right. And it was a physical confrontation. Right. Or it was. A, or it was like, a, hey, fuck you. You're a thief. It's the same thing that happened with Floyd Mayweather a couple months ago when he fought. Yeah, he hit his hit his wife, his girlfriend, or whatever. And if you don't like it, you don't have to support the fight. Right. But, but he he went to jail for that, and he did his time. And if he's a bad person to you. You can easily not pay for his shit. Yeah. But now, now at, when that fight was coming up and all the hoopla was around, ESPN, yeah. everybody else was in, everybody that was in bed with him that's making money and profiting off all this were just like, oh, this is wrong. Yeah. But we're still making money off this shit. Like they were camped out like the week of the fight. Yeah. It was like the fucking Super Bowl. You know what, dude? You just brought up really two good points that I didn't even think about, Chris. And it's actually scaring me as we're talking about it. You brought up the Trevor Noah thing. Now Amy Schumer, who's a stand-up mm-hmm. comedian who's getting a movie. The movie's coming out okay, next so, week. Okay, so that that's that's coming. It looks funny, by the way. I'm going to see it. Uh, so, so, so you got Trevor Noah with The Daily Show. Amy Schumer getting a movie. Um, Floyd Mayweather... Doing the finally agreeing to the biggest fight of his career against Manny Pacquiao, and all this dirt comes out on people. And granted, I mean, if the guy's beating his women, he's a piece of shit. But that doesn't—you don't have to—you don't have to like him. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to watch the fight. You can say, "Fuck that guy. He hits women. I'm I'm done." And that's it. But what they do is there's a platform now. There's a platform now for these fucking people, these witch hunters. That's what they are. It's these witch hunters on success because they don't have it. The only thing they have is a fucking laptop. And a keyboard. That's yeah. all they have. And they have social media outlets. And they hide behind these fake screen names. 
They don't even want to stand behind their real name. Yeah, they, that's right. It's it, yeah. It's you know. When you send out a tweet, it's Paul Verzi. Right. When it's not Dragon tweet, Slayer eighty one, right. and Dragon Slayer eighty one is gonna go after people. Right. You know, and 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 fucking do that. And I gotta tell you something. And I know, and, and I truly believe in my heart, George Carlin. I really believe this. I'm not saying this because rest his soul. All these people rest their souls. But I believe that George Carlin, Sam Kinison, Bill Hicks. And a lot of these legendary Patrice O'Neill, uh-huh. none of these people would apologize. No, they wouldn't. Um, this is a time where I actually, I actually would love to hear what Patrice O'Neill would have to say about these things and what uh-huh. he would do, and and the genius jokes that would come from from this because it is a fucking tra- absolute travesty right now with what's happening. With with um, you can't touch on race. You can't touch yeah. on you can't touch on handicapped people. You can't touch on you know even violence as a joke anymore. Mm-hmm. I made I made this I made this comment the other day to somebody, and I said that I think every comedy club. I think I was at the Fourth of July party. Every single comedy club. It should be a law. It should be a law that every single comedy club has to have a disclaimer outside the showroom, and the disclaimer should say this: You will hear things about race. Violence, drugs, mentally handicapped people, okay? You're going to hear a lot of things that might have touched your life, diseases, all kinds of things. These are, in this room, when you step past this line, in this room, these are jokes. And if you have a problem, you could get up and leave. We do not want to hear complaints. Your complaints will not be heard. That's, that's what needs to happen. These people want to be heard because they're talentless fucking zeros that don't, can't do anything but be critics. Right. And there's two types of people in the world, Chris. There's fucking doers, and there are the people that are fucking doing things, and then there are the people that aren't. Right. And the people that aren't don't like it. They don't like it. You know what I mean? I can't dunk. You know what I mean? I wish I could dunk. That's why I'm having right. dunk contests on Shorter Rooms at my house. <laughs> yeah. I can't dunk, but I'm not going to go and fuck it. Somebody wins a dunk contest in the NBA and start talking about... Fuck you, Zach Levine! <laughs> I heard you fucking injected his knees with fucking... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just... I just, It's just like, how about admire it? Just enjoy it. Yeah. And if you don't, like you said, you made a great point. If you don't like it, if you don't like Floyd Mayweather because you think he's a woman beater, don't watch. Right. Walk away. Don't, but you don't have to make it a... a, a you don't have to do a project. Right about it. Yeah, it's just it's it's just troublesome times that we're living in when it comes to people that are trying to create content, and you have to think, well, are, are they going to say this? Are they gonna, what are they going to say if I say this? What it is is it, it, thing. and not to get too deep, but it really is. It really is going against our right of free speech. Yeah, it is. It is because because it's not. It doesn't seem so free anymore. It's just people get on the side of it. There's no more room on the grandstand when. Everybody's talking about yeah, well, okay. So Cosby was wrong, right? Mayweather was wrong. There were horrible, horrible things that these guys did. They sucked. Let's move on. Let's learn from it. Let's move on. You know, the bill. You know, the thing about Bill Cosby is, I think a lot of people like Bill Cosby has been a legend for so many decades. Yeah, that this is a tough one for people. It is. It's, it's very tough. It's a tough one. It's very tough. The, the bill, it's tough. I'm sure it's tough for you because I'm sure somebody like you, who's a stand-up comedian, who probably. Watched him as one of one of you probably watched well, Bill Cosby as one of your heroes, right? Well, he when when I was a kid, he just made it uh, subliminal, like subliminally made me believe I could go to college. Wow, like a diff, like yeah. a different world. He put black people on screen. Yes, going to college, and it's just like, oh, well, I want to do what Dwayne Wayne's doing. I want to go to college because I see this kid guy with the 
goofy, cool glasses yes. on. And it's just like that was just something right. that was a an undercurrent that you really didn't see that much. And it hurts a lot of people. It, 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 it hurts. And for people to not uh, own up to that hurt and to that conflict, I think that's 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 false, too. Because you're not you're not struggling. Because that's something that I struggled with, and I told you bef- once before. Like, I'm I saw him that night, like that weekend that Hannibal Burris did that yeah. joke that got leaked. Yeah, and I was like, thank God I went to see it. I went to see him because it was just so it, you. So you could honestly say that it wouldn't hurt you as much if Bill Cosby was white, because no. he, he showed a black doctor on television, and he showed, like you said black students at a college yeah. which made which gave you hope well i just that that's personal to me but if he was if he was um if he was white and he was held to the same regard if he was he's still america's dad right i mean he, they had a lot of white people right. that were supportive but i think an added thing was education because he always pushed education yeah and that was something that like to me I was fortunate enough to have people ahead of me that went to college and people around me that, you know, that was that was a thing for me. Right. I thought everybody just went to college. Right. So he just made, that's something that he pushed to the forefront. And it, it was uh, for black achievement. Like Jay-Z has a line uh, on uh, Can't Knock the Hustle, all we got is sports and entertainment. Uh, and not like, you know, education's kind of pushed to the to the side, right? But yeah, um, yeah it just made me. It, it made me, it, it. That was that was a part of it. He was also an amazing. Is also an amazing. One of the best. The, one of the best to ever do it. One of the best. Uh, shit, like Chris Rock even said. Uh, he said, he said that uh, Bill Cosby was Hank Aaron. Uh, Pryor was Willie Mays. You right. Know, you got to have like. Because Pryor was a little more flashy yeah. when it comes to, you know, certain things. But yeah, man, it, it yeah, sucks. It's, it it's sucks. Re- it really sucks, and I'm 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 uh, I'm hurt by it. And it's obviously wrong what he did to those women. And the fact that he in a court of law because he didn't want to go to jail, he had to admit it. Yeah. And that that's what's really fucked up. It's like, yeah, I gave him Quaaludes and Benadryl. Like that's fucked up. And then, you know, somebody else made a good point on. Um, somebody said, uh, you know, he, these women weren't getting anything. Yeah, these women weren't getting money. Some of the women weren't getting anything. They were just like, "Yeah, he did it to me too." And it's just like, why would you? It's almost like, why would you? First of all, you're going outside of your marriage is the the, the sanctity of marriage is fucked up. But yeah. then, like, you're a fucking famous dude. You could fuck these guy girls, guys. Whoops, Freudian slip. Yeah. You could you yeah. could fuck these girls like you without, can house, you can fuck without these, drugging these them. Dudes. That's like the that's like the Darren Sharper shit. Like yeah. on a much lower level, but it's like yeah. But there's there you go. Darren Sharp is an NFL player, good looking good dude, looking guy. probably crush it. Yeah, doesn't need that. But no, it's but, a I, but it's, it's it's a it's a it's a controlling. Yeah, it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. He likes to know that there there's no defense. Right, it's a control thing. There's a reason why he always had him waking up, drugged and and yeah. doing that. You know, which is fucked up. And the funniest thing is, and and this is the one thing I said about him. How dare he? Give comedians shit for cursing. Right, exactly. Like that, it's like you know what I mean. At least those people are being real, getting it out that way, mm-hmm. instead of the fucking the other shit. Well, I mean, I don't mean to um, go. I know that no, you're unacceptable. Fine. Was that? But that you're unacceptable is is a great one. Yeah. Because it's like these people that just jump on shit. It's easy. It's so easy. It's easy. 
Uh, let's get into your guys' unacceptables. We uh, don't have as many as last time, so we're going to go right what here. What the fuck, guys? Uh, here we go. So, uh, no, uh, here we go. Ready? This is from Hassan Odom. Hassan, hey, Paul, uh, great job in Pittsburgh last week. Rook, right past you uh, while going to take a piss, but I didn't want to be a super fan, and you were prepping uh, to fucking crush what you did. Well, thank you very much, Hassan. Uh, now, here's the unacceptable. Slow cars in a fast lane. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, it's always a theme. It's always driving, man. It's always a theme. Uh, slow cars in a fast lane is perfect. It's exactly what happened. It's, it's perfect. Uh, so I just took a road trip from Pittsburgh to Philly to see my mom, then to Maryland to hang with some friends. MD. Yeah, it's where Chris is from. Yep. Uh, kept seeing signs for Westchester and thought of you. So the entire ride down and back, so many people were just hogging the fast lane. Granted... I was going above the speed limit, but when you're in the passing lane, you should fucking pass. When people try to pass a truck and end up driving beside it for miles, it's brutal. That happened too many times to count. Uh, I'll keep it short and end there because uh, I could go off on these fucks. Unacceptable. Put them in a cage and put, and put the cage in the back of one of those 18-wheelers so they stay in the damn slow lane. Keep up the podcast and fuck Megabus as well. <laughs> Had a similar issue with them uh, as well, and they won't be calling back, same as me. Thank you, uh, Hassan. That's a great one. And it's funny. It's like when you're going slow and you don't need to be. Yeah. It's like that's part of it. And there was also people need to die. Because, no, 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 it's just it's it's too populated, man. Yeah. Like, that's one thing I've realized. Like, I go to small cities now that the traffic is too bad. There's too many of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the coolest things was uh, 4th of July Eve, I performed in New York and everybody was gone. It's and like, dude, uh, it was, I was on the West Side Highway on at some night. I am legend shit. Dude, it was like, <laughs> I actually got to appreciate how beautiful New York is yeah. when it's not chaotic. Yeah. And yeah, some I am legend, like it was so few people and everybody was at the shore. The everybody was gone and it was like, oh my God, man, this traffic shit. It's just driving people crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, this one is from Nick. Uh, Nick says, hey, Paul, long time listener, first time writing in. Uh, Fat fuck of a man in low-cut jeans and flip-flops sucking down a Starbucks pastry like a starved African child in the middle of an exam. Jesus. <laughs> uh, we need about two or three cages in the back of each classroom. Unacceptable. Wow. Uh, I, this guy So the is, guy was in... Oh, he was in an exam and eating like that? Just going crazy? No, he's, he's saying that I think he saw... Some really fat dude uh-huh. in cut jeans and flip flops sucking down a pastry, and he was doing it in a very fucking oh. kind of a, a non gentleman way. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> uh, nothing's worse than watching a fucking grown adult eat like an animal, though. Yeah. But that fucking Burr bit where Burr said he watched a guy eat and then wipe his mouth with the bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, there are some animals, oh. dude. Like when you see, and like I told you that one thing I talked about on my podcast where I saw a guy eating like. He was eating like sausage and peppers, mm-hmm. and the juice dripped from his mouth onto his shirt, and I just saw it dry in his shirt, and he never wiped his shirt. Ugh, uh, fucking yeah. brutal. All right, this is from uh, Nick Engelson. He says, real quick one, Paul. I'm walking into a hardware store last week, and I see this lady take her shopping cart and push it into the middle of the lot, gets in her car and leaves, putting the shopping carts in place, okay, places other than the proper spot is pure laziness, unfucking acceptable Yeah, dude. Thanks, keep it in cage. Thanks, keep it caged. Yeah. My dad, towards the end of his career, 
Uh, he was we was working at a grocery store and like he retired like at like seventy one, and he that like towards the end of his career he was doing the carts. Oh, and, your dad was. Yeah, yeah, and like oh, I, he used to lose his mind. He used to lose it, and it was just like I always every time I have a cart, man, like I, I put that shit because my I, dad used to do it. I'll say this. I 90% of the time bring it back. Matter yeah. of fact, we went shopping the other day. I left the kid in the car, my kid in the car, and I brought it back. Yeah. There are sometimes I'm in a rush, but if I do, I'll leave it close and not in the way. But I've also seen some guys, like some guys that are maybe mentally handicapped or like some people that just have the job because they're retired. Do, yeah. I, I feel I like they that. like it. I've seen some of them actually like, <laughs> I've seen some of them like oh, yeah, like yeah. to retrieve it. I'm not yeah. even like, I'm serious. So like, no, no, not like being fucked up, but I've seen them actually feel like there's some worth. Yeah. 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 Um no, that's the I hate when people do shit like that. All right, this one this is a this is a uh, longer one. This is from Stephen Brammer. All right. And Stephen says, "Dear Paul, first off, I'd like to say I'm a huge fan from Manchester in the UK. Well, thank you for listening from abroad. Discovered you on Bill Burr's podcast when you did the time travel chat and haven't missed an episode of yours since. Really hope you could get to England. I do too. One day and I can see you live and uh, shake you by the hand." Uh, well, I hopefully looking to be out there sometime, hopefully in London, sometime next year. Um, anyway, now here's my unacceptable. Last Thursday, myself, my partner, and her 11-year-old son were having a special night out at a theater to see the show Wicked. All right. Great show. We decided to have dinner out beforehand and went into the mall directly across from the theater. We ended up in a chain restaurant, Harvester. Have you ever heard of Harvester? No. Okay. The food is probably a 7 out of 10, but it's not badly priced, and we knew that my stepson would find something nice that he would like, okay? The waiter seated us, and he takes our drink order and then he'll be back, uh, and says he'll be back soon. We had a few minutes looking through the menu and were sorting out my stepson when the waiter returned and asked if we were ready. We told him we would need a few more minutes because... We had only just worked out uh, what the kid was having. Anyway, the waiter is back within about 30 seconds asking if we were ready yet, to which we said, no, we would need a few more minutes, please. Okay. The cheeky fucker then said... Cheeky. <laughs> I love God. the fucking... I love the English word. Cheeky I love bastard. The cheeky fucker <laughs> then... Sa- wow. Then sat down across from, uh, from us and crossed his legs and said to my girlfriend... Uh, what is it look? What, what is, is it, it you're looking for? In a patronizing way. That's the oh, worst, Jesus dude. Uh, I ca- uh, I'm causing a scene. Wow, I'm causing a scene. My girlfriend was getting frustrated because she could see I was pissed off, and she thought I was pissed off with her because she didn't know what to have. In the end, we just ordered three steaks to get rid of him. He brings the steaks over and got them all mixed up on the way back. Uh, all right, so this guy's been fucking up the whole time here. Yeah. Mine was medium rare, and it was on the wrong plate. He didn't know which one was which, and he just put them down in front of me and said, well, which one is yours? What a prick. <laughs> I wanted Christ. to pull a Joe Pesci on this cunt, <laughs> but I had to stay calm. Yeah, what can you do? Because I didn't want to ruin the night for my stepson. This guy seems like a good guy. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely a good guy who cares about his girl and, and the, the son. Kid. Yeah, yeah. It's not even your kid and you're looking out. No, that's, that's good. That's good. It's real he, shit. He takes the stakes away and returns a couple of minutes later um, with them on the right plate. 
Okay, the food was shit, <laughs> but that's another story. He also brought us a drink in a dirty glass that I had to go up and ask him to change. And while we were eating, he was dis. Uh, and while we were eating, he was hanging around to clear up. Okay, that's yeah. This guy like a vulture, impending death on my shoulder. Goodfellas reference. Um, we'd hardly finished when he when he was hovering around. Uh, hovering around, hovering up the plates and bringing the bill over. Needless to say, we paid the bill and he didn't get a tip. Good for you. This guy fucking blew it the whole night. Yeah. Um, okay. The disappointing thing was I didn't get to see the smug fucking face crumble when he would have realized this as we just left. Uh, I couldn't get out of there quick enough. Anyway... We didn't let it ruin our night as we went across to see the show, and it was great. Sorry, uh, this was a bit long. I actually tweeted you while I sat in the restaurant saying I couldn't wait to email you and tell you all about it. Regards, good luck in all that you do, and best wishes to your family. Thank you, um, Stephen. It sounds like you're uh, an amazing stepdad, and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, service is just like we went today to the California Pizza, and they were great. Yeah. The kid was great. You ever do you ever have service so good that you're like, all right, fucking back off, bro? Do you kind of like? Do you kind of get annoyed? Yes, I I think it's an art. But you know he's endearing. He means well. One hundred percent. I think yeah. it's an art form mm-hmm. to to know that line. Mm-hmm. And to ride that line exactly where you're not too annoying, but you're crushing it. Yeah. And those are the guys that are at the best restaurants. Those right. are the those are the best guys. But he I did know well. It, this guy Parker that we had today was good. This guy we had to Parker. Yeah, that's his name. name. Yeah, no, he he did. He he nailed it. All right, a couple more here. This is from Joshua Scott. So I know uh, I am. So I know I am from Vegas. So whenever you go out there, okay, you also expect to see some wild shit. This is it. You can go ahead and shut down the unacceptable. <laughs> this is the most unacceptable thing I have seen. All right. Oh, shit. This is the most unacceptable thing I have seen in my entire life. Okay. Well, I got passes to see a sneak peek of the movie The Gallows. Oh, yeah. I okay. want to see that. Had a great time. Really enjoyed the whole event. It was one of those movies that keeps you on edge of your seat. But the unacceptable came shortly after the movie let out. As I'm standing in line for the urinal... After uh, downing a big-ass Diet Coke, oh, that sounds delicious, Uh, but not wanting to leave because I was scared I would miss something. That's the worst. I hate that. You gotta go, you gotta go piss, like, you gotta go piss before the movie. There's a, there's an app. Yeah, Yeah. go pee, run Run, pee. Run, pee. Yeah, you know who did it? You know whose app it is? Who? You know the quarterback, Carson Palmer? Yeah. That's his brother. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, Carson Palmer's brother came up with Run Pee, where it gives you the... It gives you the thing. All right. All right, so you don't want to miss anything, so you held in your pee after the big-ass Coke. Okay. So, clearly, this was the same idea of everyone else in line. Then it comes to this wild, fucking, uncaged, unleashed animal. <laughs> Not only does this no-bladder-control motherfucker cut the line, he goes shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with one of the guys uh, already taking a piss. What? The guy who was already midstream can only manage to get out what the fuck before this goddamn waste of human life has his dick out and is going at the same time. What? They are touching shoulders and the second <laughs> and the second guy, uh, the animal wait, they were touching shoulders and the second guy, uh, the animal looks to uh, looks the first guy in the eyes and says, no, no, it's okay. It'll be real quick. 
and then it's just like, kept repeating. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> so rapists oh saying, my dude. god. Until they oh my god, until they were both done. What? And if that weren't enough, when they were both walking to the sink before soap or water had touched his hands, uh, they were just on his, that were just on his dick. The second guy says, "Ha, ah, got a little weird. Ha, huh, that got a little weird." And slaps the first guy on the back. Oh my like, god! Like oh god! Like oh my god! Like it was partially the first guy's fault that it got weird. <laughs> <laughs> Potty train this animal and lock him in a cage. Side question, because I have been pondering this since. What would you do if you were the first guy, keeping in mind that anything you do might get you pissed on? Josh, P.S., do you ever make it out to Vegas, although you probably don't want um, <laughs> to deal with stories I sh- uh, don't want to do too with the stories? I think you fucked that up, but um, all right. Jesus. Oh, you probably don't want to with the stories I share. No, I love Vegas, and I um, I actually am looking to get back to Brad Garrett's comedy club at the MGM Grand. I'm hoping to get back there uh, soon. Um, if I was the first guy pissing, and the, and the guy came up to me uh-huh. and bumped shoulders, um, you know, I like the urinals that have the divide. The, yeah, that, me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. The ones that are just free like that, it's just weird. You know yeah. what I mean? Um. I would have I would have rushed and just left like that if if it was me, I would have just like I I have the I could cut off my piss, like as a matter of fact I piss in a I piss in a big uh, uh, Starbucks cup yesterday in the car on the way out of here because I had to piss so bad you and I just me. went so I pissed in it yeah. and um you know whatever what are you gonna do yeah. but if a guy came up to me and went shoulder to shoulder with me and started peeing and, and I I mean I think I would cut it off. Run to the sink, wipe, and then just wait or something. I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I would have to get out of there. I'd have to say, what the fuck are you doing? I might have ended up in jail. Oh, so. you would have said something? I think so. Yeah, I would have to say something. Um, all right, this is from Marco Frannick. And he says, lately, uh, I've been seeing these guys in flip-flops on scooters and motorcycles. Unacceptable. What? That's got to be unsafe. <laughs> it is unsafe. Uh, what the fuck, man? That's fucking hilarious. Um... All right, here we go. We got two more. Hey, PV, as 80s Aussie comedian Vince Sorrenti used to say, I seen it, but I don't believe it. And let's see what this is. This is from Will, by the way. Cage her up. Let's see. Let's see. It's opening. This looks like a video. It's going to be a video. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's... She picks her... Oh! Picking her feet. And then she eats it. Oh! That's gross. You do that shit at home. Yeah. Uh, I don't, but... I, I'm just saying. That shit that you do... People that's, have a lot of that home behavior yeah, yeah, in that's, public. That's, that's disgusting, man. It's horrible. That's disgraceful. Um, all right. This is the last one. Uh, thank you, guys, for uh, sending the Unacceptables. Please send them to Unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. This one is from Kyle Carroll. And it says, Hey, Paul. Uh, So I just listened to this week's podcast and was thrilled to hear you share my first unacceptable submission. However, I was confused as to why you didn't read the body of the email. So I looked at my email and then realized that I, being a moron that I am, had only sent you the photos. 
So here's my unacceptable for this week. First time unacceptable submitter can't even work his own email. Unacceptable. Take this moron's phone and laptop away and lock him in a cage. Anyway, here's what I meant to send with the pictures you saw last week. Thanks for the laughs and keep it up. Okay. So, hey, Paul. I recently took a trip to Winnipeg, Canada for work. Knowing that my apartment complex is home to more animals than the Cincinnati's than the Cincinnati Zoo. I had to pick a strategic place, oh, a parking spot um, for my car to sit while I was away. I've not only witnessed a countless number of people hit other residents' cars, but also seen my girlfriend's car fall victim to this animalistic behavior. So with all of these things in mind, I found a spot in one of the less crowded areas of the lot, which was also located next to a yellow, uh, a yellow dashed no parking zone, which I frequently park uh, half on top of to allow uh, Tarzan enough room uh, for error to park his piece of shit 1996 Ford Taurus in the spot next to me. I arrived home in Cincy and noticed that there is a decent sized dent on the lower portion of my passenger side door. No note in either case. Unacceptable, Paul. Lock him in a cage, send him to the zoo, uh, light their car on fire and push it into the river. P.S. I attached photos of the damage to both of the cars. My girlfriend's is far worse than mine. Fucking animals. Saw you in Lexington, Kentucky on the Billy Bible Belt Tour. Loved your set. Thanks for the last Love the podcast. Thanks for the last Love the podcast. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate it. I'm sorry that your uh, cars, sorry that your cars got screwed up like that, man. It's the worst when, uh, yeah, I saw the pictures. That sucks. Um, have you ever gotten out of, have you ever gotten out of your car or have you ever gone to your car in a parking lot and seen it messed up? Yeah, just like like little nicks here and there, but nothing too crazy. I um, I parked in a parking garage in Manhattan, and I didn't notice it until I got home. There was a huge white streak and dent, and he rushed me out. And I even tried tipping him when he came back. And he was, and he was right like, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he just took the dollar. Oh, it was quick, shit. and I was wondering why. And I can't remember. And I just parked, and all of a sudden, I looked at him, and I saw a big white streak. So I think I was next to a column. And, he and I think he, he just did. fucked it up on the way out and just rushed and panicked. And what you know, what can you? Uh, yeah, that's shitty. What can you do, man? There's there's nothing you could do. Um, let's see here. This is uh, from David Mann. I'll do a couple of uh, Twitter ones, and then we'll. Me and Chris got a movie to review. Let's see how we're doing here. You guys are listening to so we're 58 minutes in. We're doing good. Yeah, we're doing good. Um, we're gonna review Ted Two, which Ted we saw two. last night. We'll do a couple more of these. This is from David Mann at Bobby Barker. And it looks like it's B, capital O, and then BBY Barker. The cleaning lady left her glove on my nightstand in my hotel room. Unacceptable. Billy Jean is not my lover. <laughs> look, look. Oh, my oh, God. What that's the fuck? fuck? That, that's almost like a message. That's creepy. I think, dude, that's like, that's funny. Billy Jean is not my lover. I like that. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking oh, weird, shit. dude. Right? Yeah, that's a fucking good one, though. And then he just sent a picture of this creepy rubber glove on the nightstand. It almost looks like a. I honestly got to tell you, um, David, it looks like to me, my honest opinion of that is that that was uh, some sort of message. Maybe yeah. like even or a joke. I should say maybe a joke to the next person, but somebody's yeah. gonna remember that because a cleaning lady job is to make sure that everything is in order. That guy should text that to his loved ones in case something happens to him. Just so they know that, like... I bet you you get a free room 
You might get a free room if you show the manager that and go, look, man, How I got to sleep here. You yeah. should do that. If I was you, dude, I would send that picture and say, this is what happened. And if I don't get a free room, other people are going to see it, yeah. even though they just did. Um, okay, here we go. This is from Wisdom at Domino Effect 97. Paul, I work in fast food and I don't know who unlocked the cage, but it's definitely open. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag animals. The only thing I'll say to you about that is it kind of goes with the territory. If you work in fast food, I don't think you're going to get a high element. Just the way people are there? Yeah. But I I just hate how people treat people in the service industry because those, those people are the backbones of the fucking country and people don't respect them and you should, you know? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like that. This is from Kevin Benedetti. At underscore Kevin Benedetti, B-E-N-E-D-E-T-T-I, at Paul Verzi on road trip and just saw this piece of shit. Well, thank you. A lot of you guys uh, have my back with the mega bus, and I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, what can you say, man? The guy almost fucking killed me. Uh, I have to give a shout out to Jeff Dels, uh, Delzer at uh, J.M. Dels, D-E-L-Z. He made this unbelievable poster of me. Joe Bartnick, Bill Burr, and Jason Lawhead. And what really got me about this, and I don't know if you actually saw pictures of us standing, but it says four funny fuckers, and the weirdest thing is he actually got our legs right. Like, I looked, and, like, that's how Bill and I stand. Yeah. Like, that's Bartnick's legs. That's Jason's legs. It's like, that's so I, fucking awesome. Yeah, Did dude, you retweet it? Dude, yeah, I retweeted it. Okay. I think it's awesome. I love how I have the Yankee cap and the cigar Bartnick's got the scotch. Burr's got a sign that says "Go fuck yourself." Lawhead's got the basketball. Lawhead looks like a coach. It's in that. It, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's really good, man. It really is, Jeff. So I want to thank you for your amazing work and uh, shit, dude. I'm looking for a cover for my album, and uh, if, you, you know, hey, you man. know, I'm looking for a cover for my album. So if you want to talk and hit me up, email me, email me at uh, unacceptables for TVE, and let's talk. Unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. And we'll talk. But your work is uh, pretty fucking dope. So um, I just wanted to say thank you for that. This is from Adam. Adham Abdallah. Abdallah. And this is uh, at A-D-H-A-M underscore M-A-B-D-A-L-L-A-H. He came out to the show in Pittsburgh and brought some Monte Cristo. And he just showed me a car. Looks like a Hyundai Sonata or something or Tucson, whatever. And it's... Basically diagonal. I mean, rec- it's parked, it's, like it's, uh, yeah. Uh, basically, it's taking up two spots, but like perfectly. Yeah. Just really inconsiderate, shitty thing to do. And here's the other thing: there's other spots available, and it's not a fucking Maserati. That's one of those things. Like, I mean, I drive a Sonata and I love it, but don't be an <laughs> <laughs> don't be a piece of shit. Like yeah. your car is so much better than everybody else's that you have to do that. It's horrible. All right, this is from Tom. Uh, how would you say that? Tom Dussault? 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 Dussault. At T-D-U-S-S-E-A-U-L-T. Tom D. On my armrest. And it looks... Ooh. See, that's ridiculous. Somebody's foot from behind. Somebody's foot from behind on the airplane is on the leg rest. That's a great one. That's a great one, Tom. And that's fucking brutal. And what do you say, you know? And I know you're probably... And if he's single, what if she's like... You know, if he's single, it could uh-huh. be a conversation starter. Yeah. You know, pink socks, I mean... Yeah. 
Um, all right, I think, let's see, July 3rd. I think that that might, oh, here we go. This is from Stephen Red 80. Uh, this is from Stephen at Stevie with IE Red 80. Currently enduring shitty service at a restaurant. Silver lining is I can't wait to email Paul Ferzi and tell him about it. Hashtag oh, that's him. Is that's service, Steve. Is service bad everywhere? I don't know, man. Like, like, is, like what would you say? Like, I, if you go to, if uh, let, let's talk about this real quick, and then we're gonna get into it because we gotta get out, out of here soon. Yeah, we gotta do a show. If 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 you go to a restaurant ten times, mm-hmm. what would you say the percentage of the ten times? What would you say it's great service to her fucking horrific? Most of the times, I haven't had too many horrible situations. Uh, just by myself, because if I'm on the road a lot, or if I'm like by myself somewhere. Usually, if I'm on a date, it's not that, it's not too bad. Right. I mean, it's, like, I was at, I was at IHOP today, this morning. (laughs) It was just, like, it was nice. It was chill. The server was great. I tipped her over. You know, it was was good. Yeah. It was good. I, I, you know, I think it depends where you go. Got a few more, and then we're done here. This is Joseph Masala at DJ Jam Jam 5150. The fact that they are remaking Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, we did this. Okay, yeah. The fact that they're remaking Back to the Future. They are? Yeah. Holy shit, man. Yeah, and that's, okay, yeah, we did that one. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, it's Yeah, it's just going to keep going. Um, okay, guys, sorry if I repeated one. Um, got to all the unacceptables. Thank you for your submissions, and thank you for keeping the ones on the um, email. Unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. A little shorter, because I want to get through, through them. Um, I appreciate it. And um, now we are going to talk a little sports free agents, and then we will talk about Ted 2 and get out of here. Um, here with Chris Lamberth, here for the second or third time? Was this it might the... be the fourth. Whoa! Yeah. You're like my Alec Baldwin, you and Burr. <laughs> okay. You and Burr are like my Alec Baldwin and Tom Hanks of okay. SNL. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. take that. I'll um, take it. That's all right. Good company. So you are, you're, who's your basketball team? Uh, I'm pulling, pulling for Cleveland. I want Cleveland. I want LeBron you to get one for Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big LeBron I, I, I fan. Wanted, I wanted LeBron really yeah. bad. I wanted LeBron really bad to go. What do you think of the free agency so far? It seems like a whole lot of nothing. Like, kind of. Like, Aldridge is the biggest move uh, that we have to date. Does Aldridge make the Spurs the favorite to win the title he next makes, year? He makes them a favorite to win the West. Uh, it's everything. Everybody else is just going to have to play catch-up now. Because you got Tim Duncan can rest a lot. See, that's see Popovich could be really strategic. Yeah. Like it's easier for Popovich with minutes now. I think Kawhi's got to really break out though to be that definitive star. I mean, he's he was already Depoy, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. So I mean, he's got to step step up even stronger to really separate himself. Uh, but there. They're gonna be. I was shocked that they. You know when they lost when they lost to the Clippers, it was anybody's series. It was anybody's yeah. championship, basically. I actually thought the Spurs being out really helped the Cavs, but I just think the Cavs. It did help. They, it, they couldn't. It, they couldn't overcome the injuries. Dude, it helped everybody. Yeah, but it just could. They couldn't. They couldn't overcome the injuries. Uh, I said before, so I don't want to sound redundant, so I'll be quick. I like what the Knicks did with that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people disagree. A lot of people don't like him. I think yeah. that 19-year-old kid from Spain or whatever, I think that kid's going to be good. Just living in the New York area, like I'm not a Knicks fan. I just like to see the New York teams do well because I listen to a lot of sports radio, and they're, it's the New York market. 
So you just want them to be competitive. You want it to be fun. And I and it sucks when people are paying all that fucking money to go to the garden and they put out a shitty product. I mean, I, I think yeah. I agree with you. And I think like, listen, you know, don't forget, you got mellow. So like a DeAndre Jordan or or an Aldridge with Mello and a couple people could make the garden exciting. I don't know why. I think I know why, actually. I think it's the the, the owner. I think that the Knicks have a problem with ownership, and I just think something's wrong there. There's something wrong there. Players do not want to come to New York. And Isaiah's back in the building now with I just, Liberty. There's just something. I mean, Isaiah just is never going to go away because he's friends with guys. He's just never yeah. going to go away. Um, other move, Rondo went to the Kings. Rondo to the Kings, and that's kind of weird because Carl George Carl doesn't like the style of play, that style of play. And George uh, Carl's a coach now? Yeah. Kings are going to be good, though. They're going to be Who was the other guy they got? They just got somebody else, too. Oh, shit. They got... Um, uh, I don't... Oh, my God. The Kings made another move. Kings got a couple of people. I got. We got to look into that. Yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins doesn't want to be there. They like the coach. They like the coach that they had prior to Carl, but they fired him. It's like it's a lot of turmoil going on in Sacramento. Um, I'll say this. Oh, they got Collison, right? No, somebody else though. They got somebody else though too. Okay. Um, I, I they made a couple moves. Did yeah. they really change the team? Um, I think with I think the Spurs. Well, they're gonna be. In, I think the Spurs are gonna be in the finals against the Cavs. Yeah, if the Cavs stay healthy, I think they can do it. And if, if if a guy like if Tristan Thompson, oh my God, can, if he can evolve, oh my God, I mean, if Tristan Thompson rebounds the way he did in the finals, yeah. I mean, and with love as a threat, that team's gonna win and can actually score. If he becomes a scorer, that's even better. They got yeah. Mo Williams, a guy, and they're trying to get Joe Johnson. We'll see. NBA is gonna be exciting, but we got football beforehand. Yeah. I'm excited about that. That's coming up soon. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit real quick before we get out of here. Last thing on the docket here is uh, we saw Ted 2. Yeah. Um, I love Ted 1. Uh, Ted 1 made me laugh my fucking ass off. I saw it a bunch of times. I saw it the first time high. It was as funny when I wasn't high. So that's how I know it was good. Um, what did you think? I thought it was – now I kind of dozed off. Yeah, but that's the thing. Let me just make it very clear. Yeah. And I always have friends like this. I'm a late movie guy. Chris – is one of those guys where he'll watch a movie, he'll be hysterical laughing during it, and then five minutes later you hear him snoring, and then he'll wake up and like almost still know what happened. So yeah, yeah you have that like clock. It's just like the with the job with the day job and everything that I have. It's like I get up so early. Yeah, and then uh, I've just we were driving all day yesterday, and it was just kind of like ah. But you know, it's hang, you're hanging out after the show. I what I saw, and I saw eighty five ninety percent of the movie. I thought it was fine until I don't know how if you go into spoilers, but there was just the end at the end when Morgan Freeman was given his yeah. summation to yeah. make to, talking about making Ted a person. Yeah, uh, and he used the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck you!" Morgan no, the funniest Freeman. thing was I just heard you on the side. I just heard you go, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> <laughs> I, I that's that a funny thing. Like Morgan Freeman is trying to, cause like the the, the whole conflict of Ted, and I don't think it's a spoiler. I mean, give me a no, fucking it's break. It's a about spoiler. a teddy bear, but I think you know what I mean. Like I, I don't think I'm devastating anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the whole thing about Ted is that Ted loses his um, 
he basically his, his they say that he's not a person and that he's more of a piece of property and he can't feel like a human so like his marriage to his girlfriend's annulled he loses yeah. his job he loses his like citizenship as somebody yeah. like here and he's basically just a piece of property therefore like his feelings and everything don't matter so Morgan Freeman plays this like guy who's like this big time you know caring lawyer who can like yeah. help and at first he doesn't want to and then he does and his speech at the end compares it to basically freeing slaves yeah it's like what the are you fucking <laughs> kidding me and uh yeah so you know chris didn't like that part i i will say this not as good as the first one but there were about four or five times during the movie where i broke out laughing yeah, there were some good laughing parts there were some really like gut busting laughing parts yeah. i would say um I wouldn't say a definite like five stars. Matinee that shit. I would say yeah. I would say if you're if you're on a business trip, yeah, killing time, it's good. It's fun. It'll be a good DVD. I'm not saying don't go to see it in the theater, but it's not a must in the theater. Yeah, you could red box it. You could definitely red box it. I would so I would say decent past the time. Um, I used my Regal's crown card and got a free uh, small coat. I got jealous, man. I was a little jealous, man. You do. Yeah, you, you, you walked. Uh, the, Chris, Chris is really big on like the, the, the you know the swipe things for the movies because he goes to the movies all the time. So he literally heard the lady swipe my card and go, "Oh, you got a free small soda." And I hear Chris go, "What? Shit!" Like I probably, if I would have got it, I probably would have gave the shit to you. But it's the, it's the principle of, of the thing. Uh, and then you hurt my feelings when you were uh, like. You talked about my cards like those are the keychains of a lonely man. No, but I didn't. I was just. I was just. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I was just saying that's a guy. That was a guy that goes to the movie. You know what I mean? You go to the movies a lot. What was my grocery? Was my stop and shop grocery store thing? I I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. I didn't want to. I didn't didn't want to put it in my wallet. You know what? I thought about that after, and I was like, I hope that didn't fucking stay with me. I cried. Sorry. No, you did not. Um, That's. I'm uh, a little upset about that. I didn't mean it. He's little, not. He, Speaking upset. of that, let's talk about that for a second. What? You are a nice guy. Okay. There's women. There's out there. Call. What's your number? That would be hilarious. Call Chris Lambert. Oh, guy's, man. Guy, guy's a, guy's a Guy is well read. You know, he's culturally sound. Yeah. You know, he's he go listen, ladies, one thing I can promise you is you'll probably get hooked up with movies like crazy. Blue chip pro- on paper. I mean, this guy, Blue this guy pro- is a movie guy. He's he, you know, he he enjoys fine dining. I mean, what the fuck? Now I'm I'm just focusing on my career, man, trying to make That's money hilarious. so I can take I'm like a I'm the I'm the uh, like a white girl in a romantic comedy. Like, I'm just going to focus on my career. And then love happens one day. I bump into a girl at a Panera Bread or some shit. And we hit it off. And uh, then you'll be at my wedding. Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, I will. Uh, And then we could burn your keychain together. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, like everyone's standing at the beach. And, like, it's, like, the end of, like, Hangover. And we're like, all right, Chris, I guess there's only one more thing to do. Yeah. And there's a final. You just start taking the... You just start throwing the... My AMC Stubbs rewards. (laughs) Uh... Well, thank you, everybody. This has been episode 216 of the Verzi Effect Podcast. I want to thank my guest, Chris Lamberth. Thanks for having me, um, No, no worries, man. Always a good conversation. Always always a good chat. Um, I will be back next week. Guys, don't forget, go to Gonzo Fame. Look at the interviews of the comedians over there. Um, go to brookingsmediation.com or call John Burton at Brookings Mediation at 877-415-7770. Get a free consultation over the phone anywhere on your, anywhere you are in this country. If you're going through a divorce, you know debt, 
bankruptcy, call Brookings Mediation. They will help you out. And if you go to Brookings Mediation and, and you talk to them and you tell them the Verzi Effect and Paul Verzi sent you, you'll get 30% off, guys. 30% off talking to this experienced 27-year vet, John Burton, in this business. So I'm um, happy to be working with them. Also, All Things Comedy. Go to uh, allthingscomedy.com. Follow them on Twitter. So, uh, speaking of Twitter, Chris, what, where, uh, where can people... Uh, you can check me out yeah. on, on Twitter at Chris Lamberth, uh, my website, chrislamberth.com, and I have a podcast called The Mundane Festival, uh, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Paul is going to be my, as we speak, he'll be my guest. Yeah, we did each guests. other's. Yeah, we did each other's podcast. Check Chris out. Chris is a funny, up and coming comedian. Gets better every time I see him. Takes <laughs> chances and doing it the right way. Thanks, Paul. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> did you um, ever know that you're my hero? But now we got bad blood. Taking it back to the Taylor Swift. Um, Yo, I like Tears for Fears. You heard that part, right? Yeah, yeah, you heard yeah. That? Oh, my God, dude. It was just this huge black dude from Brooklyn, like 6'5". He's like, y'all like Tears for Fears. And then he just goes, they got that song. Dude, we just, me and Sam Morell were shooting something. And he was the director. We just started losing it. But You know what we should do? We should go to a Taylor Swift concert and get as much audio and video of it as we can on our phones and then come back and do a pocket uh, like a do a special post concert oh, yeah, yeah. we should do a pre-concert and post-concert where thing. when's she gonna be yeah. we gotta look that up man I, I would know. do that. I would do that. We shit. talked about it in your podcast. I like everything but I, I'm not kidding like I like Taylor Swift to the point where I will go see her she's probably gonna do like the garden or like an, well, she did met life this week oh bar, okay yeah. wow yeah fuck man don't hate people I know some of you people are hating and that means now we got bad blood. Wait, I'm going, I gotta go higher. I gotta, <laughs> and now we got bad blood. So take a look at you, done. <laughs> don't worry though, guys. For you people that oh, think I'm a bitch, shit. don't. Worry, I'm coming out to French Montana when I come on stage. Yeah, I think I'm gonna come out to some indie hip hop to just cleanse <laughs> the shit that I just sung to you. You guys. saw the Kelly Clarkson movie, didn't you? <laughs> no, the, which one? What movie did you? <laughs> Kelly Clarkson? No, Katy Perry. What? You saw the Katy Perry movie. Oh, I read box that. That shit yeah. is because I wanted to know. Like, I wanted to know like what was behind the titties. Like, there's got to be more. Oh shit! It was. She came up pretty. Oh, that's hilarious. Fun. It was. Yeah, I wanted to see what was going on. What's behind the titties? Oh, real quick. Was that speaking of? Women and all that stuff. You That's said what's that, that? What's that movie? Oh, Ex Machina. That's, That's the one. Now she's a she's a, a an actress from o overseas. Yeah, I think she's Swedish or something. And she plays a robot. Yeah, Was it's it good. A, it's great. Like that's the. All I'm right. actually. It's coming out next week. I actually pre-ordered it. Uh, like a geek, like a nerd on Blu-ray. I'm excited. It's a good movie. One of the better movies I've seen this year. Um, cool. So yeah, I saw that they they got like the the pre whatever the trailer on the on the in the hotel room. Yeah, Ex Machina and Wild Tales. Bill Burr recommended it to me. Uh, and Carmen, what is that? Where Carmen can I Lake. see that? It's on. It's at Redbox now. You could probably get it on Amazon Prime or something like that. What's it about, real quick? It's uh, a six. It's a Spanish language film about these about six separate stories that are about revenge. And uh, vi like violence and revenge. Oh, cool! Six cool. different stories. You really had good. me at revenge. Yeah, really good. Um, 
All right, well, that'll wrap it up, guys. You can check out um, Chris Lamberth and check out his Mundane Festival. Um, until episode uh, 17, I'm out of here. Please check me out uh, at Paul Verzi on Twitter. That's V-I-R-Z-I. Go to paulverzi.com. I have new dates on there, updated the website. All that stuff is done. And um, the album is dropping, everybody. The album will be coming out the first week of August. And um, hey, Jeff uh, Delzer, hit me up on... Um, Hit me up on unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. Let's talk about some artwork for the album. That would be cool. Uh, I, I, you know, I can't guarantee anything, but I'm looking for some options. So check that out. And um, that's it. I'll talk to you guys um, next week. Have a good week in between. And now, now we, we got bad blood. You're all.